I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. And with me today is my good friend, Michele Vera. Michele, what's up? Um, I'm again in my kid's uh, bedroom to record this, so I hope this sounds, I hope this sounds okay. Um, it was a gross game. It Terrible was. game to watch. Yeah. Uh, Thunder lost t- 98 to yeah. 105 in OKC. Second out of a back to back. Same with the Nuggets, too. So there's not like the excuse that it's the schedule. You know, both teams are at, at the same disadvantage. And even Denver may have had more of a disadvantage because they had to travel. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just a, a strange game overall. They got their butts kicked in the first half. They just could not make a shot. And honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think about this, but I thought they executed the offense really well. Uh, they just couldn't make a darn shot. Yeah, I had this, the exact same thought, especially in the first half. And um, Steven missed a ton. Oh, my gosh. Paul yeah. George missed a ton of shots uh, at the rim, and so did Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, Tupat was, well, Tupat is in a slump. I think he's uh, 0 for 15 from three over the, after the first three he made against Phoenix. Uh, so it's kind of terrible stretch for him, and uh, I hope we, we get it together soon. Yeah. Um, but to me, like on the top of the, uh, say, missing shots that should go in the main problem to me wasn't the ill-advised three-point shot uh that russ took at the end of the game Mm -hmm. but they couldn't get stops they couldn't secure rebounds uh late in the uh, late in the game yeah and and this killed them i i know that probably if russ doesn't take those shots and every other shots that okc takes goes in they win the game uh but the as russ said and as Many of the players are saying um, over the last past over the past two weeks, their identity is to be a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. And I felt like um, down over the last five minutes of the game, they they really struggled uh, in trying to stop Denver. And uh, maybe Denver got lucky on a few rebounds, but this is the game. Like you, sh- you really should secure a defensive rebound and defend uh, over- overall defend better than what they did. Uh, and maybe this part part of this is again Russ uh, because he was he was supposed to guard Craig and Craig ended up with a couple of um, crucial rebounds on the um, on the defensive end. And f- disclaimer before I, I stop this very very long statement, I don't feel Russ was right uh, physically as you as you mentioned on Twitter. Um, he he was limping. He wasn't going at full speed. It was gassed, and um, it happens. And uh, but I, I don't think Russ was was uh, in shape, uh, in game shape tonight, last night. Yeah, 
No, I mean, I can get into that a little bit that I was, I wasn't at the game last night. I was at the Charlotte game and obviously the mood in the locker room was a lot better afterwards and Russell didn't, I mean, he didn't talk to the media until 1140 last night. I mean, just like full disclosure, I was at home by 1140, like recorded, produced a podcast, you know, chatted with people, like took my time got home at you know around 11 40 he didn't talk to the media he sat at his locker for i guess 90 minutes last night he went and shot on the court for 20 minutes and then came back and then talked to the media i mean that's honestly that's super weird and kind of dramatic (laughs) because like losing a game to the nuggets is not an embarrassing thing to happen uh like that happens to a lot of teams i know they haven't played well as of late but you know, they really, the game to me was it, like the starters for the Nuggets were were not great, uh, but Trey Lyles and Miles Plumley off the bench just dominated OKC. Yeah. Uh, you know, Plumley in particular was really good, and Lyles as a scorer was great. He had a perfect game last night, six of six from the field. Um, yeah, those two guys really killed OKC, and a lot of it to me was effort and energy, but then back to, back to Russell, he he was limping really hard even after the Charlotte game out of the locker room. Like they're they've got to be taping up that ankle big time. He's still not right from that ankle sprain. And then I also just think his conditioning cannot be at its peak right now. Like think about how he started the season. He had to have that knee scope cleaned. He got had his knee cleaned out, and then he really couldn't be in great game shape by the time he returned against the Kings and then uh, played Boston. And then he seemed to start to kind of get his legs under him. And then he rolls his ankle, obviously losing conditioning there, comes back uh, and he looks a step slow. He looks heavy and it's because he's not, he's not in shape. He just, there's just no, he has not had a chance to get there. And then he's still, I mean, I don't know how he could, within the next week or so because his ankle is just not in good shape right now itself, uh, which that has surprised me that he goes out and shoots on it for 20 minutes. Dude, come on. Um, he's, he's being a little dramatic. <clears throat> Did he have terrible shot selection? Yes. Could they have won if he didn't take those awful threes? Probably. I mean, it's possible. I don't think that it's a guarantee, but I mean, you know, they had it within six and it looked like, you know, they had executed really well up until that point. And, you know, Russell turned into the guy that won the MVP when it came to shot selection, right? I mean, yeah. the the thing is, I mean, if if you or I were able to accomplish something in our field of work where we were known as the very best one for that year, whatever mathematician or whatever I'm doing, like best podcaster, whatever you know, for for the yeah. Year. I mean, the field, the field, the field's medal is like out of the out of reach for me, elevated to ten times. So yeah, I'm way, way, way below. But yeah, so like, but if I want so, a field's medal, then I would probably continue doing whatever I'm doing. Right, you do, you yeah. do. Like in your in your mind, wow, this is what I did to get that, and to completely remove that. I think he's doing a good job for the most part of removing that part of his game out. But still when he sees the score, Oh my gosh, we're down 24. I mean, I, what, what do I need to do to get us back? What did I do 
to keep us in games when I won the most valuable player award, I just shot the ball. <laughs> I shot the ball almost every time down the court. And in a, even against the Nuggets, maybe that's a part of it, is that he won that game against the Nuggets where they were down big time. He got the triple-double record. They were down huge. And he shot them back into the game and hit that buzzer-beating three. I mean, so like I can't just be like so like oh Russell I'm so pissed at you today because you took so many threes. Uh, this is something that will balance out. I mean, against the Cavs Wednesday, it's one. It's nice that they don't have to play till Wednesday. Um, but two, yeah, that's that's, like, that's yeah, that's a big time. They need to the, have some. They need the rest and they need the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, he usually overcorrects because I mean he's been really good at the rim this season. Russell has, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. according to cleaning the glass, he's shooting 66% at the rim this season, yeah. which yeah. for a guard is super great. Never came close to that in his entire career. I, I have the number, um, here in front of me and 66 is way above his average. Yeah. He, he's been, he's been really good and it's not an insignificant number of shots. It's, According to Cleaning the Glass, he's made 65 of 98 shots at the rim. Mm-hmm. Which, in the games, that he's only played 11 games. Like, that's that's pretty nice. Um, so, I also, you're not getting a lot of production from many other guys. It's also a problem. When you have Patterson, who hasn't made a shot in four games, um, that's a problem. He's a guy that's supposed to come in and be able to hit at least a shot. <laughs> But he just he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't made anything, um, yeah. And he's been. And I think it's starting to affect his defense some too. Uh, you can tell it's mm-hmm. kind of in his head. He didn't play at all in the second half. Uh, Abrines is still not physically right yet. Yeah, um, which is a bummer. It is a huge bummer because he was he was on such a roll until he got sick. Uh, I think he'll get back. It'll take. It'll probably take a little while for his conditioning to get back, but he'll he'll be back and ready. Uh, TLC was just not good yesterday. No. Um, he put up some stats, but I mean overall he was pretty terrible. Really, the only Have guy. Have you seen the block? The block that Miles imposed him. Like the, the, yes. the, the it was it was brutal to watch. <laughs> like oh, it he, was. He got annihilated by by Plumley. Uh, yeah, Mason Plumley. Mason, Mason. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. I, I keep confusing those three too, guys. Too many Plumleys. Uh, yeah. The, the only guy off the bench that played well was our guy Deontay Burton. Really, I'm, and, and Schroeder. Schroeder was pretty good, but I mean Deontay, yeah. he's shown yeah, yeah, something the past two games. Schreuder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deontay was was consistent and solid on, what, on the thing that he should do he was okay on defense i'm totally winning our bet by the way oh just destroying he- me which is <laughs> which is it's the bet that i'm most happy to lose <laughs> well wait wait on, on knowing what uh, what will happen to you but anyway um he was uh, <laughs> i think that the way for, for like for a stretch it was a murray which uh, I, I did not understand. Maybe they were switching it early. Um, Any like he's better on defending bigger guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay on Lyles uh, on a few possessions. He was even okay on a switch on on Jokic. Um, I think yeah. that he could be um, a guy that after the forty five days, if they make a two for one trade, which. I don't know if it happens or not, but it can happen. Uh, they will just 
have him for the season um, with the roster. Because yeah. to be honest, I mean, you would if you have a roster spot open, uh, well, two roster spots open. There's no reason why you you can you can give him a, the minimum, or you can give him like a contract for three years uh, in a sort of. Um, rookie scale deal where uh, a la Diallo uh, for example right. uh, it's it's a value contract uh, it's a below the minimum um, well it, it is the minimum for for that kind of players and um, you have your uh, his rights so um, I wonder if that is the plan uh, to somehow get a burden to a contract by well, when his 45 days expire and he'll take that oh yeah the three year deal yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's not big money because it would be like between two and a half and three millions probably, but still, it's way better than what he's earned in the in, in Korea and what he's going to earn in the D League, mm-hmm. the G League. Sorry. Um, do you don't you think that Billy changing uh, of subject uh, completely? Uh, don't you think that Billy put Russ too early in the fourth? Because I felt like it was way too early he had to play like nine minutes right yeah i think so i think really that whole group had to play too much too early and i didn't really understand why because i that bench unit was part of what brought them back is because mm-hmm. they played really nice defense uh and they were taking pretty good shots and, and getting things to go you know had that that bucket from noel i thought was really big um and I thought Schroeder does, does a good job. I mean, Schroeder only played 30 minutes last night. I mean, 39 for Westbrook right now, like that's that's way too many. You know, give, mm-hmm. give you know, three more of those to Schroeder. Um, and then maybe you're closer. You yeah, know? which which basically is put Frost back at the seven-minute mark instead of the tenth. Um, that's what it takes. And you can, you can rest Dennis for two minutes, put him back on the, at the five-minute mark and, and close with the group. I mean, it's it's very easy to say that because um, against Charlotte, I think, uh, or even against, um, yeah, it was against Charlotte, that unit was terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, they were so really maybe, awful, yeah. Yeah, maybe Billy thought, like, I get away. I got away with a few possessions. It will not last, and let's put Russ back in it. Uh, so it's. I'm not criticizing him. Um, sure. It's it's like an ex post evaluation, which is always easy, uh, easy to do. But I wonder yeah. uh, if I, I. I'm confident that Billy would. Like if he could, he would go back and and sub Russ uh, a little bit later. Uh, but I but they understand why he did it. Yeah. I mean, Russell has delivered a lot of wins for this team and for yeah. Billy. I mean, it's so easy to just like take a look at this game by itself and just be like, man, Russell just killed us. What do we even need him for? Um, <laughs> but like you look at Charlotte, like they maybe don't win that game if, if Russell doesn't step up like he did. And those two rebounds that he had at the end of the game and then making all his yeah. free throws, I mean, that's how they won the game. Russell also may have put them in that position with the decision making beforehand, but... He certainly won them that game in dramatic fashion, you know, and using his athleticism. I mean, it is really amazing that he's able to do what he does uh, with the physical condition that he's in. Uh, I just think that on second night of a back-to-back that catches up with him. And not only is he physically tired, I think that the, the one for 12 from three tells me more that he's mentally tired. And I think when this team is tired, Man, it's just easier to fire up a three than it is to try to get in the lane uh, and create from there. 
And it was just, they played tired NBA basketball is what they did. And when you do that, you leave the results up to chance, basically. Are we going to hit enough threes to win the game? I don't know. Let's find out because I'm too tired to do otherwise. Yeah, uh, it's exactly what happened. And I think that for once, well, not for once, this season, uh, Billy has been more assertive on certain things. And I felt like his his comment after the game was... um, it was real. It was pretty real. I mean, a few of the trees that Russ took was good, were good trees. Uh, a few spot ups with space uh, in the flow of the game. Uh, one of the of a pass uh, from Paul George, good pass, and um, a few others were not so great. I mean, mm-hmm. the ones that he had, he, he stays with the ball in his hand for a couple of seconds, then do a sort of pump fakes, who no one no one believes about uh, like no one goes for it and then he just shoot it trying to get a foul and i also thought to be honest that the game was like they let guys beat each other a bit a bit more than other uh, other games uh there were contacts here and there on both sides i'm I'm not saying that it's just uh denver against okc but also the, the other way around um and and like a few of those shots were with contact. I know that Russ sells it sells it too much, and officials will not call it. But there, there were a few occasions where, on both ends, I said, "Well, maybe this is a foul," and they just let it go, which is different from what they were doing at the beginning of the season. Right? Yeah, that three that Russ took, I, there was contact, but he did like yeah. the extra Russ flail on it, and I think yeah. that they were just like, "Okay, we're not going to call that." But which is the same thing that Kemba did um, in the corner. Um, against, uh, I think he was, uh, it was, I don't remember who was guarding him, maybe Jeremy Grant or maybe Paul George. And uh, they they called it. So it's a bit inconsistent, but we, we all, we, we know that when Russ does it, it's most likely not going to be called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some weird stuff between Jokic and Adams last night too, mm-hmm. where they would get tangled up. And it was funny because they just, they, for the most part, just weren't calling anything when they would get tangled yeah. up, uh, yeah. which is probably the right thing to do because it's just like, all right, guys, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I don't think that's a, that's there's no basketball plays happening here. You guys are yeah. just all tangled up. Uh, it's super weird, and I'm glad they didn't call it because those those are just kind of frustrating possessions. And I don't even know who they yeah. call it on. Like, who are they calling that on? Yeah. And I think it should be called on Steve because it's just one of Steve's like little tricks to make it look yeah. like somebody else is doing something. And he like has this like oblivious look on his face. Um, he does it all the time. All he the pretends time. that someone is grabbing him. Yes. He, he, he keeps his arm in contact with the closest defender and simulate that he, they, they are dragging him down on rebounds. This is where when he's out of position, he always does that. Every like time. always. Yep. Yeah. And officials are getting better at recognizing that. Um, so he has to invent some new trick. But um, yeah, uh, it happens. Like if you're like Tim Duncan was the king of those stuff. And he's a awesome player. Probably one of the top 20 players all the time. So if you're going to... And Kevin Garnett was the same. Like um, pretending context and simulating context is part of the game. Um, yeah. whether you like it or not. No question. Yeah, Adams had a rough night. He was 6 of yeah. 15 from the field, only 12 points. 12 points on 15 shots is not a Steven Adams thing that happens. Um, it was it was strange. Uh, Paul George shot the ball okay. He was 8 of 21 from the field. Uh, the free throw line was a huge problem for the Thunder last night too. 
They're 15 and 23 last night. Just shooting overall was just a terrible, terrible night for shooting nine of 39 from three and then 30, 37 of one Oh three from the field that, I mean, it's just, it's really bad. They just shot the ball very bad. Yeah. You don't win games like that. No. And, and, and again, we, we touched on that at the beginning of the podcast, but, at the beginning of the game, they were taking the right shots. They were going to Steven Adams in the post. They were trying to rust screens a bit uh, for George. They were trying to run George off screens and nothing, nothing worked for them. Mm. The only thing that worked for them was the best Thunder player over the last week or two weeks, which is Jeremy Grant. We failed to mention because he's always awesome on both ends. And again, yeah. he delivered uh, in a pretty consistent fashion. He's not doing crazy stuff but every night he does whatever the team needs to from him good defense spot up shooting a few drives at the rim a few free throw and that is what you get and he's it's so different from from what we had from the power forward position over the last few years it was domas first then it was um mellow then it was like part Jeremy Grant, part two part. So it's 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 really encouraging to see him play. No matter how the team plays, he's yeah. delivering every night, which is like again surprising and well worth his uh nine millions contract so far. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's he's outperforming that contract already. Uh with just his ability to hit the three ball. I mean I, I don't know at what point we say that his three point shooting is real but, you know, he's two of five last night. He was two of four the night before, one of three. I mean, he's he's consistently hitting threes, and the release is faster. Mm-hmm. Everything is more compact. Like, it looks, it doesn't look like a shot where you're like, uh, because before it looked like, okay, uh, he's going to be super streaky with this. And, you know, when he misses, it looks like a normal NBA miss, you know? Yeah. It doesn't look, it's not wild. This is not like Andre Robertson where, you know, Robertson can get hot, you know, time to time he did get hot. He got hot in the playoffs against the Rockets shooting the three ball. But then when he cools off, he's hitting the side of the backboard. You know, yeah. Jeremy Grant right now. I don't know if we can say that this is real, but we're 19 games in uh, and he's shooting the ball pretty well from three. And if he can continue doing that, I mean, the Thunder have a steal on their hands of a contract because he's 36.8%. I mean, that to me is like best case scenario, you know, (laughs) to shoot 36.8% from three. If he does that for the season, that's absolute best case scenario. And if he's really, if he hovers in the 34, 35%, you have to guard him. Like he becomes a, a stretch four that is a guy that can attack closeout. He's crazy athletic and defensively, he's really one of the better switchy, uh, forwards in the league and the guy is still only 24 years old i mean it's it is pretty amazing um the transformation he's made in his game the way the thunder have developed him uh and just that that acquisition itself um which was criticized by a lot of people when they traded Ilyasova in a first round pick that wasn't a real first round pick but um for jeremy grant people are like well what are the thunder doing they need shooting uh, and Presti saw the long view that they didn't, they didn't need shooting. They needed, you know, players that could play, you know, alongside Russell for years to come. 
And Jeremy Grant is easily one of those guys. Uh, He's a guy that you want on the floor as much as possible. He's averaging 30 minutes per game this season, uh, which is a career high, Uh, career high in points, career high um, in rebounds, career high in everything. And a lot of that's because he's playing more minutes, but a career high or close to a career high in three point shooting. Um, And I'm sure his volume is already eclipse that of many other seasons but uh he's just been really solid and he can make those big dunk impact plays uh that bring the crowd into the game uh he's he's a great player and i i question whether he could be a power forward for this team because last year he kind of made his money playing the backup center yeah Um, and this season he's made himself into a power forward yeah whatever you need from him and if we and we should not do that but if we take away the first four games with when Russ wasn't available and and blah 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 he's shooting 43 percent on 2.9 attempts yeah so um, in 15 games <clears throat> which for if you're in Europe this is half of your season uh in uh, in the league so it's 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 still a small sample because it's um not very many threes, 45 or whatever. But um, but still, to, to do a that clip, it's something. Um, mm-hmm. Because the volume is, is uh, rising. And so maybe uh, we'll see a plus 33% overall, which uh, is the, the bar where people should actually think about guarding you. Uh, yeah. If you shoot over 30, 33, 34%. Um, well, if he, if he goes and shoot 40, it, it, this is going to be nuts. <laughs> but <laughs> let's say, let's, let's, let's put the bar um, below that. I mean, 34% would be amazing for this team. Um, yeah. Whatever goes like uh, above that, it's, um, it would be, uh, how do you say that? Um, a cherry on, on the top of your cake? I don't know. No, that this is Italian, not English. Yeah, cherry, a cherry on top, like a Sunday. I think we're talking more okay. ice cream Sunday. Speaking okay. of ice cream and Sundays, <laughs> oh, great connection here! Really great transition here. Uh, <laughs> go eat at Annie's Frozen Custard. One, they make their custard fresh hour by hour. I mean, you can watch it being made. Uh, there's basically the the area where they're making the custard is just windows, so you see it all happening. Uh, it's all super fresh. Right now, you can still go get the pumpkin pie or the apple pie concretes. They're unbelievable. They just have pie in a pie pan. They cut it, put it in the cup, mix it all up for you with their vanilla frozen custard. It's delicious. You can also just go get a classic like Oreo concrete that is just super good. Uh, cookie dough. Uh, they're, they're just amazing. And you can also get sundaes with cherries on top, uh, just like McKellie was talking about uh you can go to andy's and okc uh they have them in arkansas um really out all throughout the southern states um and even out to arizona uh they have andy's frozen custard so if you live somewhere that has andy's please go support the people that support down to dunk and eat an andy's frozen custard okay ready for a game i'm totally ready for a game uh, question. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll run a few questions to you. Yeah, just you have to guess true or false. Okay. Okay. Um, true or false? This lineup has positive net rating. Schroeder, Abrines, George, Grant, and Adams. Schroeder, Abrines, George, Grant, and Adams. Um, ooh, false. 
It's false. Guess the number. Minus five. Minus 20.3 in 80 possessions. Oh my. It's by far one of the worst units, uh, which is really weird. Again, 80 possession is basically nothing. But um, I I was looking into lineup numbers uh, and this should out to me as a lineup that should go particularly well because of the shooting. But I wonder who, they, they I wonder are, who that's against. Um, I think it's the first games. I was going to say, uh, that has to be within the first four games where they just got pummeled. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably, yeah that's probably weird. It's like they they played a ton of possessions against the Clippers in the um, mm-hmm. fourth quarter. They had that lineup out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and so um, um, true or false, uh, the Thunder without Raymond Felton have plus nine um, net rating. True, true, plus nine point five uh, without Raymond Felton. <laughs> Any so lineup, uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 terrible uh, with Ray on the court. Uh, they are a good defensive team, 102.7. They are a great uh, offensive team, 112.2%. And it seems that Felton should not play um, no. a minute uh, going and he, forward. And he didn't play. And he didn't. Yeah, it's. I didn't expect that from Billy. Yeah. Like, uh, I didn't either. I, I, I felt like somehow... We should. We will have seen like a few lineups with uh, Dennis and, and Ray handling the second unit or stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is not going to happen. Uh, apparently, uh, even in this depleted uh, Thunder team in terms of uh, wing depth, uh, this is um, something I, I really didn't expect. Yeah, no, I I didn't either. Uh, but it's great. I think he's making the right choice here. Yeah. I completely agree on that. Well, this is all for uh, I had for you. It was just a few lineup questions uh, that I want to throw out there. Uh, because, I mean, I, I feel like Billy, like we 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 had like a lot of criticism uh, last year about the handling of lineups. Mm-hmm. I feel like th- he's doing a better job this season. He know what he has and he's going with what he has. Yeah. Like no, no fooling around. Um, like he's playing Burton and TLC just because he has to probably yeah. he will give Burton a few runs. Um, even when the other guys are back because he showed that he can handle it and maybe he will play TLC a bit uh, here and there to see, to, to, to keep his feet wet. Uh, and whatnot, and so, but I, I don't think he will fool around too much, which is which is good yeah. uh, for this team because they need consistency. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the Thunder kind of miss Hamadou Diallo. Do you agree? Yeah, like they, yeah. Miss, they miss the energy that he brings coming off the bench, and a Burton brings like a different kind of energy. He's he's a lot more passive uh, in a way than Diallo is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Burton had some monster dunks and really helped the Thunder out and had some nice drives last night too. Um, I'm not trying to criticize my guy, Deontay Burton, who I, who I think is like a, going to be a, you know, ninth, 10th guy in the NBA, which is kind of pretty awesome for an undrafted rookie. Um, yeah, but Diallo's the energy that he brings on the court, uh, his playmaking on both ends. I think they, I think they miss him. And I, I think that it's pretty crazy to have, uh, a guy that's picked in the second round, and this has been talked about time and time again this season with Diallo. But 
man, like he, he really imposes his will when he's on the court and the thunder miss him. They miss the energy that he brings. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that statement. Um, I, I, I think that in the second unit, you need someone uh, besides uh, Dennis who can bring some spark, yeah. that can bring some playmaking, uh, which is weird to say about Diallo. We would not uh, expect that a guy like like him could um, could be a handler on this team. Mm-hmm. I remember us talking in the summer league, well, he's, he's running the break and doing good decision with the ball. I didn't expect that. And, and it translates. Uh, to the court so um, i think they miss him they miss him uh, his energy is is being disruptive on defense because believe it or not okc generates turnover when he's on the court and um i think those parts are missed and to be honest i think that terence ferguson has has been missed as well uh the way he's guarding the best um guard out there night in and night out the way he's uh working screens um with steven adams i think tlc has been decent but not great mm-hmm. and Ter- terence was great and um he was not wasting possessions um over over the last seven or eight games he was shooting the ball good enough to be um helpful to the first unit and the numbers bear out i mean the first unit, either with Schroeder or Russ uh, at the point guard position, with Ferguson, is by far the best unit. Like plus twenty-seven with Dennis at the point guard position, and plus twenty-five with Russ uh, with Russ as the point guard position. Shooting um, the unit with Russ is sixty-one effective field goal. Like Russ, Ferguson, George, Grant, and Adams, <laughs> which is incredible, and ninety-four defensively. Oh boy. Like yeah, this is awesome. a great first unit, an awesome first unit. Is Golden State good? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the good Golden State, not the one with just KD. But um, yeah, and both units are good. So um, it is. It is kind of telling that um, OKC is missing uh, a good part of their rotation, and um, it's not an excuse because Denver didn't have um, hairs. And so they right. were kind of in the same, and, and Burton as well. So um, it's it's kind of the same situation. And so you cannot take a, that as an excuse, but um, you can see how valuable um, like rotations guy can be for a team. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be without, you know, really a, sh- a real shooting guard for a little while. Hopefully Abrinas can get back uh, into game shape and be ready to go against Cleveland. Uh, I think that he's mm-hmm. got some valuable time between now and then to get completely rested and feeling better and ready to play then. Cause he's going to be super important in the stretch because they, I mean, they're going to be without Ferguson for a little while. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated in, you know, a week and a half or so. Oh, oh I didn't, I missed that. Okay. So it's, uh, it's going to be like two weeks for, for Ferg and mm-hmm. Diallo's evaluated, you know, a week after basically, which is still so crazy. I still can't believe uh, yeah. that that was the only thing that happened to him. But I mean, they're going to need you know, somebody to step up, whether it continues to be my guy Deontay Burton. Uh, TLC has played well in stretches and looked awful in stretches. Maybe that's just who yeah. he is, uh, which is just not a great NBA rotation guy, not a guy you want to play for 20 minutes a night. Um, maybe a guy that you want to play for you know, five to 10 minutes 
every night to see mm-hmm. if he can hit some threes. And if he doesn't, we can pull him. Uh, but that's kind of what they're stuck with until these guys get back. And really by that time, like we're going to have reevaluations on, you know, the three guards that are probably going to soak up most of the minutes and Diallo Ferguson and Andre Robertson, uh, his reevaluation is coming up soon. And so, you know, we're going to be, those guys are going to get sprinkled into the lineup throughout the month of December. And, you know, the Thunder really need it uh, at this point. They're, they're lucky their next two games, they get three days off, which is super nice. And they have Cleveland on Wednesday then they get a day off and they play Atlanta on Friday, uh, two days off and they play Detroit who has not been great this year. Uh, Brooklyn is next. Chicago is next. So like it's super nice that it falls within this schedule that they're missing all these guys because the next five games, you know, they should win no matter who starts at the two guard. Um, my son just came in here and is, pranking me i don't can you hear the music in the background yeah yeah i can okay it's nice music it's really so we, we've set up our christmas stuff and so it's a uh hey you, you just let it just let it play my older son is trying to turn it off just leave it alone just leave it alone you're good thanks for trying to help um anyhow it's it's nice that this the schedule is going to remain super soft um, really up until they play Utah on December 10th. And by that time, you know, the Thunder should have one of Ferguson or Diallo back. Um, yeah. And also Utah, Utah hasn't been very good this season. No, which uh, is it hasn't. strange. Have you watched them? Have, have you had a chance to watch them or look at them at all? Not really. Um, I'm watching very little basketball, but like outside OKC, I watched the, awful Washington Wizard uh, <laughs> today because I had to do to, because Fred asked me to to, to be on, a, on his podcast yeah. and they actually won so it was um, not terrible game um, so no uh, I have seen glimpses like condensed game but not to not to have a, an educated opinion on why I'll probably watch um, some Utah uh, down the wind during this week um, mm-hmm. because OKCA plays uh, so little so um but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know what happens. The numbers, the offensive number look like um, the first version of Utah of last season. So the, um, the first three months were with Gobert, they were not good um, on both ends. Like mm-hmm. they were okay defensively, but horrible uh, offensively. And with like the NBA is weird. Uh, when when you have stretches of uh, great or super bad basketball, I remember the the Miami Heat going into that crazy run two seasons ago, um, winning I don't know I don't know like 30, 30 games and losing seven something like that. It was mm-hmm. a crazy run, and the year after they were back to normal. Uh, Portland close to that uh, going crazy the second part of the year and then being back to be good but not like not as good and i wonder if that run for Utah was a bit flukish because of the schedule because of shot that, that go in because mm-hmm. of confidence that you develop in the stretch but you cannot carry um over the summer so maybe they i don't think they will be this bad um by the end of the season Mm-hmm. But uh, it but like it wouldn't surprise me if they end up being the nine team um, yeah. in the Western Conference. That that 
couldn't like uh, that could be something that happens they they're not in a good spot now but maybe they will get it together and um and pull a nice second half of the season like they did um last year yeah i mean between the seventh seed and the first seed it's one and a half games yeah I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. incredibly close. I mean, just winning, you know, the Thunder were like tied for first and now they're sixth. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just going to be like that really probably throughout the season where we just don't know who's going to be at what seed, you know, the last you know week of the season. I'm sure that the, it's going to be like, well, the Thunder could end up being the second seed or the seventh seed, depending on what happens tonight in Brooklyn. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's just going to be a strange season overall with the West. And, you know, right now you have New Orleans, the Rockets, the Spurs all sitting on the outside and the Jazz. And like those were teams that people thought would be in. Uh, so it's going to be yeah. interesting to see what happens. You know, the Thunder have the third best net rating in the Western Conference right now, uh, which yeah. I think is a number that you can look to a little bit more just to like figure out like who has a be- the best chance of making it or like where are these guys going to fall. Uh, you know, I have a team like Memphis who's 12 and six. They played really well. They played a ton of games at home. Their net ratings only two plus 2.4. Um, maybe that's closer to who they are. The Lakers are a plus 1.7 net rating. Um, that's probably pr- pretty close to where they're at. Then you have the Pelicans that have a positive net rating. And really the only other team that's outside other than the Pelicans is the Mavericks have a positive net rating about the same I- as the Lakers, which is interesting. Can I gush one second about uh, Luka Doncic again? <laughs> so like OKC fans will hate me because they did they, they did when this summer we were saying that he could be a transcendent talent. Yeah. But boy, this guy is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this again, it's uh, twenty games. Um, the, like uh, an all of famer career is made by town like hundreds of games uh if not thousands um and so it's very early to say what like if luca um will be a great player or not yeah. but he's showing that he's showing off he's like, clearly special all all of, i mean there's he's just, special there's yes. just no yes. question that he's a special player uh whether that means like he's a five-time all-star or like a 12-time all-star i'm not sure uh but he's going to be that level of player like that's that's going to be it's going to be kind of either or like either like he's like really good and makes a few all star teams uh, or he is like an all timer. Uh, that's the kind of player we're talking about. Uh, yeah, he's still nineteen. You think about like his career that he's had, and you look at all his accolades. And you're like, man, he's probably twenty four years old. Nope, like nope. Teen- teenage nope. teenager still. <laughs> so just get ready because he's like close to a dec. He's close to a decade away from his prime. So. Yeah, uh, Dallas made the right choice. It's still it's it's going to be one of those things where like the Sacramento Kings team is super fun and they're good. Just imagine if they would have just done the right thing, <laughs> just taken Luca and Marvin Bagley. Like he had some nice stats last night. Wonderful. Uh, he does not play uh, the position and doesn't have the skill level. Like he'd have to be like Anthony Davis good for it to for them to have made the right choice with him. And he's just not going to be like he's just not that even close to that quality of a defender. Uh, but can you imagine how fun that Kings team would be if they had Luca starting yeah, next to but, Darren Fox and whatnot? I mean, it would have been but, ridiculous. But let let let's put it this way: um, <laughs> if Marvin Bagley ends up being two times an All Star, mm-hmm. you cannot 
besides the kings. Uh, it's it's so I, I know I know that we we all said Luca is great, Luca is better, and he and he probably is. But when you pick second and you pick an all star, you did better than what you're supposed to. Uh, well, not better. Well, you did what you're supposed to. Yeah. It's, I would, I would give them more credit if it wasn't just the most obvious thing in the world that they should do to everybody. There is still a thing with Luca who, which I like next, we will see in October, 2019, if Luca has a great summer, like comes back in super good shape and he dominates from day one, then Sacramento messed up. I, I I have still one uh, concern about Luca and his his body because yeah. he didn't have he didn't have uh, a great body coming in um, coming in the league and he doesn't have a good body today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that for rookie the real uh, change on body and blah blah happens during the rookie scale during the rookie scale deal sometimes during the summer um, and if Luca may makes that change and improves. Um, on conditioning and, and blah blah blah, then then yes. Uh, but Beckley, I think, will be an all star someday. Um, yeah, so maybe. So no, I'm. I'm. He will be like a twenty plus, twelve, thirteen, fifteen guy. I, I'm pretty confident he will. And yeah. uh, and and this is a good good pick. Uh, it's just not a great pick. Yeah, this uh, this segment was sponsored by Vlade Divac and the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Go check out your Kings, everybody. <laughs> uh, quick, quick uh, overview of the Thunder's overall stats, and then we'll we'll go. Uh, the Thunder sit at seventeenth in offensive rating at a one hundred seven point eight. They're actually tied with the Detroit Pistons um, for sixteenth, uh, which is like they're okay, and that that like passes the eye test tremendous yeah. over the past yeah. two weeks is that they're like ah like they're not great they're not a great offensive team but they kind of they make things happen when they need to and they're like about league average maybe a little bit worse uh and they're number one in defense in the nba at a 102.6 uh ahead of the boston celtics who are at a 102.8 uh and then well ahead of the third place memphis grizzlies and the nuggets still like they hold the fourth best defense in the nba at a 104.0 i mean like they're that Nuggets team is pretty good. They have the second best net rating in uh, the Western Conference right now. Like they're spoiler, spoiler alert: if you if you allow the other team to shoot thirty nine threes, I don't know how real that number is. Maybe it will last, but I still I, have my doubts. Totally agree. I thought the same thing in the first half. Is that like, man, the Nuggets are getting lucky. <laughs> Because like, yeah. guys that were and it wasn't and there were some of it. Yes, there's guys that are taking threes that shouldn't be taking threes. Of course, that's always going to be the case for the Thunder. But when you're leaving guys wide open, like like Dennis Schroeder, who shot the ball well this season, he's only two of seven last night. Every single three he took was a great three and completely wide open, and he just yeah. missed. You know, and those are the shots that he made the night before that helped them win the game. I mean, it's just. It, you're I I totally agree with you that that defensive number I don't know how lucky it is comparatively but at least last night for the I mean they held the Thunder to 95 points well the Thunder freaking held themselves to 95 points last night um, yeah. was, that was not really the Nuggets doing because mm. uh, it was just the Thunder missing 
you know, yeah, they I mean, didn't, they didn't defend the free throws that thunder shot last night. The no, thunder just I, missed them. I can tell you how many wide open trees they, um, they allowed, uh, probably like everybody except for George and Westbrook took wide open trees. And I would say that more than half the thrusts were open trees and probably George took contested one. So they allowed roughly 28 wide open trees and OKC converted probably three, four of them. Yeah. With good shooters because uh, two pat over two. Abrinas over to you. Uh, well, shooter is not a great shooter, but it, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, and, he's um, hit a good number of spot up open threes. Like yeah. that's not a that's yeah. a shot that you need to guard him, and they just, exactly. and they didn't. Yeah, exactly. And they got lucky. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can follow Michele at Mikey Barra on Twitter. You should follow him. He's a great follow. He always has really nice thoughts after games and during games uh, when he can. Uh, great Twitter follow. You can also follow his project at chart underscore side. You can follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht on Twitter. You can follow our podcast at down to dunk. Please take some time to leave us a five star iTunes review. Uh, it means the world to us. I read all of them uh, and I appreciate all of them. Uh, we're marching to a thousand. So if you can, we can get to a thousand uh, five star iTunes reviews, I will give you a special podcast. So just be ready for that. Hope you guys have a wonderful Monday, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday with Alex Spears. Bye.